it's Megan. And Nicole. Welcome to It's Cool Us Too. Where we chat different parts about being a woman in your 30s and realize honestly, we all go through the same shit, just from different angles. Hi. Hi, Cole. Hi. How, How are you, you doing? doing? <laughs> oh my God, we're so awkward. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging in there. You're stressed, uh, eh? I'm stressed. Yeah, I was just saying um, to one of my other roommates, I like have been working crazy hours. I worked all weekend um, because we're launching two new brands with two brand new websites. So it's go time. There's a few weeks until it goes live. Yeah. Um, And I, so yeah, I've just been working like a dog and I haven't showered today. I don't want to tell you how many days it's been since I showered. Um, That's okay. This is a safe space. (laughs) No, it hasn't been that long. And uh, I just knew, knew I wanted to shower before recording with you. So I was like, okay, I'm, I have 15 minutes. I'm going to go down now. But we share two bathrooms, but with three girls. And there's only one bathroom with a shower. And of course, when I went down, my roommate Sam was curling her hair. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to get ass naked and shower. And she was like, no problem. It's like the good uh, that old was days. interesting. <laughs> it was an interesting experience. I was like, I need to shower. Um, it's a non-negotiable for me, so I'm just gonna get in. She was like, Okay, that's cool. She curled her hair. I uh, chatted to her while shampooing my hair. It was great. Feels like a moment. We kind of did have a little bit of a moment. I like came <laughs> out, and she was like, she was like, Babe, did I miss any? did I miss any uh, cur- like curls in the back? And I was like, you did. I like, picked it out. We're basically in a relationship. So girls helping girls. How are you doing? You were just away. Yeah. I'm on like a stress hangover right now. Oh, I no. feel like I've been go, go, go for weeks, actually not even weeks, months. Yeah. And a number of my projects ended last week. Plus I was traveling and so this week, I don't. I feel like a shell of myself right now because it's almost like that come down after having so much on your plate, but also being like jet lagged, being exhausted, not really kind of, you know, knowing what to do next because you're looking at everything that you've pushed to the side while you're trying to get everything that you have to get done um, by your deadline done. And I'm like, I don't really know where to start. But uh, it's been good. It's just been like organizing myself. I have not. I flew back on Saturday, yeah. Saturday afternoon, and my suitcase is intact. It's still. It's like <laughs> right there, and it's. I have not touched it except to pull out like my toiletries. But like I have to do. That's one thing I have to do tonight is like laundry, and it's all of my life admin that I've also been putting off. I need to now deal with this week too. But all I want to do is lay on my couch and watch Summer House. No one, no one tells you no. how much life admin you have to do and like, as you get older. Here's what, the thing like, What too. is that? Here's the thing. I'm going to go on a single soapbox for a second as well. Okay. When you're in a relationship, you can divide and conquer, right? <laughs> like yeah. your life, like cleaning, cooking, um, dealing with like your bills, like any of like that, like life adulting stuff. You have another person you can deal with. When you are on your own, it is... When you are alone. This is like a very depressing segue that I'm going on, but like... 
I love, I love it. my independence. I love my independence, but like when you're single, it is everything falls on you. And like, I guess on the flip side, if I don't clean my house, that doesn't bother anyone except for me. Yeah. So it's when you're it's when you're single and living on your own as well, because that's really when yes, like, I share a place, right? So. To be honest, actually, our situation is pretty fantastic. I mean, literally, all I have to do every month is send. Okay, stop him. bragging. Um, but I have all this life admin. I just have a constant list. It's never done, and it don't never ever... gets smaller. Yeah, I mean, it's part like of that recurring. is like you know how much I well, you know how much we love a rom com, and oh. um, I recently I? watched. Uh, He's just not that into you. Oh, classic. There's a part, I forget what her character's name is, but she's like pretty chaotic. She's the one that really likes Justin Long. And there's Yay. a part in the middle where she's like, I, oh no, not, not Busy Phillips. The, anyways, the one that, she, sorry of spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie that came out <laughs> 10 years like ago. It's been like a decade. Like I think we're <laughs> fine to spoil it at this point. Um, yeah, no, the Jennifer Goodwin, I think is her name. Yeah, yeah, Anyways. Yeah. Justin Long is making fun of her because he's like, do you ever just leave bills till the last minute just for the drama of figuring out if you are or aren't going to finish it? Or um, you yeah. know, do you ever like keep things on your to-do list? Essentially, he's saying like you create your Torture own yourself. <laughs> and I honestly think I do do that. I don't know about you, but I'm interested for me – Things that stress me out are things where I feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders and it's almost I'm so far into something, I can't ask for help or delegate. Mm. Um, and that's when I tend to be at my like peak neurotic. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you? I think there's like – for me, there's like stress and then there's anxiety and yeah. I'm stressed. I'm not anxious. Um, I guarantee that like, as I get closer to launching the, the brands, I'm sure that there will be elements of anxiety that kind of crop up, but I'm stressed because it's like within my control. Like I basically the, the, the really time consuming stuff I know how to do. And my team knows how to do. If for instance, there was um, a technical issue with one of the websites, I would be very anxious because I'd mm. be like, holy shit, I'm not, a, this is not my, my bag. I'm not great with the the technical side of implementing um, a website. But yeah, I think right now it feels, it, I don't even know if I should say like it's a manageable amount of stress because it doesn't, I guess I'm yeah, managing, feels... I'm managing. Okay. It's overwhelming, but I think there's an element of like, I'm not alone in this. I have a team of people of, of three people who are working on this with me and they're more junior in their career and they're very stressed. So I'm trying to <laughs> basically not act stressed in front of them. And then it like comes out when I'm doing something else or, um, I was saying to a friend last night, it's like when your bucket is just like completely full and someone drops like a tiny little droplet of water and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to cast it. Like you just like freak out. Um, oh, that's yeah. where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm just like one thing, if, if one thing goes wrong that I expect to go right, or if someone asks me one more question, I'm, um, 
I'm ready to, to go to battle. I'm also just way more emotional when I'm like this. So like in yeah. other meetings that are unrelated to the websites or the new brands, I'm finding myself kind of like a shorter acting. fuse. Yeah. I have a shorter fuse and be, I'm more emotional, which is something I've been called in my career before. Um, I think that'd be mm. interesting for us to talk about, but yeah, I've been called emotional in my career before. And so I have a lot of like, shame's a pretty strong word, but a lot of like, I always try not to be emotional. I always try to like, and so now my boss will say, oh, you know, it's great because you don't take anything seriously. Not seriously. You don't take anything personally. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine? Can you imagine? My boss is like, I love it. You take nothing seriously. Um, But no, he's like, it's so great. You know, you don't take things to heart. You don't take it personally. You know, it's about the work. And I, I say, I would say I'm pretty good at that most of the time, but when I'm yeah. really stressed, that side of me starts to to come out a little bit more. Well, when you have so much resting on you, it's really hard to let something like that roll off your shoulder, right? Yeah. When I'm at my limit and like, I love my family for being super understanding. They know, but like when I'm at my, my peak stress, I'm not responding to texts. I'm not – like, I don't want to get on FaceTime. I don't want to have visits or Sunday dinners. Like, I very much – this is probably a very unhealthy coping mechanism, but, like, I isolate myself because, like, I just don't have the brain power, like, the emotional capacity to communicate with someone else outside of work. And there's nothing at work that sets me off more than someone sending me a Teams message that just says, hey. Oh my God. And I then watching to, the three little I would dots. like to stab that person in the eyeball. The thing that I actually hate the most, even I'm going to one up you there. The thing I okay. hate even more is, hey, how's it going? How was your weekend? Three dots. Obviously, I'm not going to answer that. Like, do you actually think that we're going to have a real conversation right now about how my weekend was? You clearly need something from me. So why don't we just stop? It's not genuine. The, yeah. Like, just let's just stop. Like, just ask me the thing that you want to ask me. That drives me up the wall. Yeah. I don't really have people doing that to me very often. And now I'm halfway debating whether or not my colleagues <laughs> like me or if they're like <laughs> well-adjusted and just no. No, I'm sure they're just good That's, workers. That's something my anxiety is going to noodle on later. Anyways. <laughs> I'm going to put no, like, a when pin I, in that. But it's like I like – well, I will disappear when when I'm stressed. And my mom – I love her to death. My mom will be like, I'm worried about you. Like mm. you're not really answering. And like that also sets me off because I'm like, I'm fine. I just like this is how I'm coping. So I've learned at least now – to explain to people when I'm in a period of like high stress that like I'm just not going to be able to be like all my attentions. Like you only have so much energy to go around in a day. Sometimes you give more to your friends. Sometimes you give more to your family, your relationship, your home life. But sometimes work has to take the the precedent. And I think balance and like work-life balance is a constant juggle back and forth because you're never going to be able to like sit in perfect equilibrium consistently. Like something yeah. always is going to tip the scale one way or the other. And I think at the very least being honest 
with the people that I love most in my life is something that has alleviated a lot of additional stress when I'm stressed out. Um, because at least I know I'm not necessarily disappointing them. Yeah. I think that's a really good point though. Like I don't think people, no one really like told that to me in my first few years of working the like, yeah, you have a finite amount of energy. (laughs) Um, you know, like I worked myself to the bone in my first few years of work. When you're young, you work like, like in, I look back to like who we were in university, right? Like we all had part-time jobs. We all had full course loads. We were all involved in some sort of extracurricular activity. Not me. I was the only one. I went, I went abroad, but I was the only one. I had no extracurriculars. No, you guys all were like, oh, I'm the president of And I was like, cool. I'm just at the bar. What's up guys? Oh, I had, I had no extra <laughs> I did we run that fashion for blog year. for like a, yeah, I ran that fashion blog. You remember, were, you were part of you were part of uh, like a little side thing. the show. Yeah. yeah, that counts. Anyways, but you guys all had like big roles. You all had like but that big was, extracurriculars. Yeah, and then on top of that, we were partying like our you know life yeah. and studying. It's like I do, like did we sleep? Not well. I think we slept, but like. I don't know if we were rested. Oh my God, for... we must have been like resilient as all hell about that. Like, because I look back at that, I'm like, I have no idea. Like, the idea of like going out on a Friday after a full work week, I'm like, eeh, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I really just want my couch and like. I go to, which... I go one of two ways though. Yeah. I'm either like you or I'm like, I want to blow off steam. I actually think this yeah. is kind of, there's an interesting conversation to be had around that. Um, but I was also, as I was saying, I worked myself to the bone and that to me was just, I grew up in a family or in like a culture. I don't know if you did, but like my dad was like, you work your ass off. Like you do not quit. Work-life balance does not matter. Like he never said work-life balance does not matter, but like there was just this energy or this vibe of like, you get your first job and you grab that by the horns and you, you run with it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad I did that. But at the same time, like, I don't know that that's how people are viewing like internships and first roles these days. And I don't know if it was better or worse the way that I, I did it because I definitely burnt myself out. I didn't even know that's what it was called at the time. I feel like I've been in a perpetual state of burnout since university in some capacity, just cause like, like I've had a job since I was like a formal, like legit job since I was 15 or 16. And before that I was babysitting. Like I'd always had, I always had extracurricular activities on top of that. And then you get to university and you're doing all of that. Plus you're jumping, you know, completely into this whole new world of being independent and on your own and enjoying it and being, you know, a young adult. And then you get to like your late twenties, early thirties. And again, you're, you're still, um, maintaining that, not that social life, but you still have to maintain relationships in a more meaningful way and in a deeper way. You're working full time. Maybe you have a family or, you know, other people in your life that rely on you. And then on top of that, if you even have like the semblance to want to start like a side hustle or your own business or your own venture, like you have to find that time. And it's like, at the end of the day, where do you, or how do you recharge after that? 
I feel you. Did I just I say recharge? Like you said recharge in a weird way, but I did say recharge in a very. <laughs> Why do we keep saying recharge? It? Recharge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, you're you're totally right. I mean, like, I don't really know if I've really mastered the art of work life balance. Um, I have definitely find. Yeah, of course I haven't. I don't even know why I said I don't really know. I definitely haven't. Um, I was just going to say that, like, I feel like I'm either really good when I'm super busy or I'm not good when I'm not super busy. There's like... Yeah, there's a detri- There's a whole thing, too. When I have nothing going on in my life, my productivity is challenged. Yeah. It's easier for me to fall into being quite lazy if I'm not super busy. Um, I think that's one of the reasons I probably could never work for myself because I need someone looking at what I'm doing genuinely. On weekends when I have nothing to do, like I'll sleep in, I'll like very leisurely move about my day, which isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes that's exactly what what I need. Um, But then I get to like four or five o'clock and especially in the winter when it starts getting darker early and you're like, what have I done with my day. And I don't know if that's, there's a lot of like guilt that comes with that. And I don't know, like some of the times I have to separate like between this is what I need as a person and like to recharge and to rest because it's just been like, I've been working nights and weekends for weeks now. And that's how I need to recharge my batteries. Or is it this like thought that I always need to be hustling to to get ahead. And that's comes back to like the, maybe the more dangerous sides of hustle culture. I, I'm going to ask you like a tough question to answer. Do you actually think that you need to be working nights and weekends or is it like your anxiety being like, I need to be available. I have things to do. Like, cause I feel like I used to be so available all the time because I was like, I want to be the person who does it. And I need to be, it, it definitely gave me a sense of purpose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And now I'm trying not to do that. Like actively trying to take mm-hmm. my evenings for myself and turn off my computer. But do you feel like you struggle with that? Or is it genuinely that you just have so much work that you have to be on you working nights and weekends? It ebbs and flows, right? So like the last few months have just been insanely busy because there's just been that much going on. And the problem is, is a good chunk of my week, like many people, is spent in meetings and not enough necessarily time to sit down and do the work that I need to do. Um, So for me, like I'll work, you know, four hours on a Sunday getting the work done so that when I come into it on a Monday – I don't feel like I'm behind before the day's even started. However, something I've recognized within myself is an inability to, not complete complete inability, but partial inability to delegate and to um, lean on other people or say no. And part of that comes from, I'm a newer manager mm-hmm. and- I like I if it was going to come down to me or one of my team members working on the weekend to get something done, I'd rather it would be me. I don't want to put that on them. Is that a healthy mindset? No. I don't agree with you. As a manager, like, so okay, for instance, I worked like eight hour days, Saturday and Sunday this past weekend. Yeah. And I would never want my team to do that. So I would no, I don't want either. 
but so I would not delegate that to them. Do you no, know what I mean? My point is like during the, my point is I don't want them to have to do it. So I'm working on the weekend or at night to get things done. But I like if that something has to get done over that like after hours time, I'm like, I'd rather do it than give it to someone else. Right. But on the I flip see. side of that, I don't necessarily always in normal hours, I'm very great at delegating. I never have been. Yeah. And I part see. of that comes from me being a control freak. Yeah. Um, and also just not wanting to burden other people. And it's like, that's, this is literally all of our jobs. And so that's a hard mindset shift for me as a manager versus someone who, you is know, like an individual contributor. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, that's, and I like, I've recently talked to, you know, my boss and, uh, you know, the head of my organization about more support around being a better manager because I, it's something I feel like I definitely feel like I'm good at it for the most part. doesn't sound like it right now when I'm explaining this, but this is maybe one of the sides that I'm more weak in as a manager and something that I want to get better at to bring the best out in my team so that we all are maintaining more of a work-life balance. But that's for me anyways, where I see the biggest potential for me to evolve. Yeah. I don't, I'm like such a good manager that I just can't. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm sure there's loads of ways that I can grow. I mean, I've never had, the only time I've ever kind of like faltered as a manager was less about, you know, the employee or like my direct report being unhappy. It was a lot mm-hmm. more about them taking advantage of me. And so I think that's something mm. that I maybe didn't, I don't know. I think I always err on the side of being like a super like people first, like emotional manager, as opposed to, I don't know, like creating that balance between, you know, mentorship or coaching versus support, I think is like really challenging. And I definitely, that experience led me to focus more on the coaching side. Um, in some ways, like I think it's still super important that like emotional support or like personal support is so crucial given you spend so much time with these people and they have lives and issues that sit outside of their work. Um, but yeah, I, I got myself into like a dicey situation where I was believing someone and I don't think they were telling me the truth and Hmm. they ended up just kind of taking me for taking me for a ride a little bit. Um, so that's definitely been like the biggest learning experience for me is like, yes, you want to be you always want to give people the benefit of the doubt and you always want to be really supportive um, and see them as like a human as opposed to just someone who's working with you. But you do also need to kind of keep your wits about you. I think, I don't know. I don't even, is no, that good I advice? Exactly. I don't know. I know exactly what I mean. I think that deserves its whole, like an, a completely separate conversation. Yeah. Honestly, like being a manager, all of that is is a bigger, bigger conversation, I think. Because it's like everything else, it's a delicate balance being manager, at least from what I've seen so far. Um, and I take bits and pieces from each manager that I've had. Yeah. Um, when it comes to like to stress though, do you have go-to tools or remedies or things that you do to kind of ground yourself or like pull you back or um like, what are your, and I'm not talking like anxiety 
soothers, but like stress. Yeah, I do. (laughs) But as you ask me this question, I'm like, have I been doing them though? (laughs) But that's just it, right? It's like, we know what we should be doing, but it's like, do we actually, like, that's the whole, again, a whole other conversation we can have is around habits. And when things get tough and stressful, you default to a habit, right? You don't default to what you necessarily know is good for you because it's not familiar. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you how, like, I definitely feel like exercise helps a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not like the most crazy fit person in the world, but I've been trying to go to the gym more. And I do find that like, if I go in the morning before my day, I'm immediately less high strung or less stressed. So that's helped. I'm going to get a massage tonight. Um, like just a 45 minute massage. It's like a, like a sports massage. Like, cause my back is killing me cause I've been sitting at my desk. So yeah. that's kind of a way that I'm taking care of myself a little bit. I almost canceled it a million times. Cause I was like, I need that 45 minutes back. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to feel so much better afterwards. Like this is going to help turn my brain off for a little bit. I think that's the biggest issue for me is that I already have a very hyperactive brain. Um, and this is like, this type of stress is kind of amazing for it because, sorry, my brain is kind of, my brain loves this type of stress is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's just like, it can latch onto it and work through things which makes you feel good in the moment, but I feel like it, I'm, that's how burnout happens. You know what I mean? When you're getting oh, like without question. validated by turning through really stressful issues or processes, things like that. So yeah, massage, to answer your question, I'm getting a massage, I try to exercise. Um, and then I, I'm just keeping like really diligent lists <laughs> like oh, I the find to do list that I yeah have. that helps me a lot, and I know that that can be kind of triggering for people. Um, so you know, depends if it works for you. But I kind of have like a personal personal list, work list. Typically, um, personal has the life admin stuff on it. That never has disappears. The, never disappears. Work has like the to do list, but in times like this, I have the like short term, long term to do yeah. list. Um, what about you? When I'm really stressed, I need to escape a little bit. So like I'll read a book if I can, or I'll like turn Mm. on an episode of something super mindless. That's not necessarily always the healthiest of options for me, but that's something I tend to turn towards a really hot shower or a bath. It's the one thing wrong with my apartment is that I don't have a bath. Um, if you don't have a bath. That's just because you would, you love a bath. That's why I'm saying. I do. And like, anyways, but like a shower will do the trick just fine as well. Like just fine as well. And that can help to just like sitting under the spray of the water and just like really grounding myself back down is also something that I always, it'll bring my heart rate down. And it's something that I do also when I'm having an anxiety attack because it's something really quick and um, to pull me back any sort of temperature thing. So like running my wrists under cold water, like freezing cold water. Um, I've seen people on like social media, dicking their, dick, dipping their heads <laughs> I love that. into ice cold water. Um, 
So I think Nicole, any sort of like where, sensory shock. What were, think, what were you thinking about just now? We're not going to go there. <laughs> um, so like that's for me the biggest thing. And like I, I have a really hard time sleeping when I am stressed. So that's not something that I can necessarily rely on or turn to. Um, the other thing is a walk. Yeah. What do you think is like – because it's really hard to distinguish between anxiety and stress, right? Because they're they're so similar and they can manifest in such – well, such similar ways. How do you – what's kind of the defining difference for you between the two? That's a really good question. Because it's – like I'm thinking about this right now and like physically – my physical reaction to stress is super similar. Like high stress, not just like normal everyday stress, but high stress is super similar to how I am when I'm anxious. Yeah. I think it just depends on the level of anxiety. It's almost like I see like stress leading to anxiety, leading to anxiety, right? Um, Like you can see me right now picking my nails. I've been vaping way more, um, which is not good. I don't want to think about things. So I will put on like new girl or some shitty reality show and just have that on in the background. Um, I think it's just, I think for me, anxiety and depression are like so intermingled. Like I don't feel depressed right now. Um, yeah. And often when my anxiety is really bad, I'm, I feel a lot less confident. Like, yeah. Cause I think for me, depression is often when I like kind of feel like I'm not connected to myself. Like, and I, right now I feel very connected to myself and I feel like I can talk and I'm not constantly questioning everything that I'm saying. So, yeah, I think it's like stress, you know, stress and stress and pressure kind of for me start to lead to anxiety um, in some situations. Yeah. For me, I would say stress is in the body, anxiety is in the head. Yeah. It's just when I get really ang- – actually, that's a that's a fair point though. Because like for I, me, when I'm stressed, I can feel it down to like my toes and my fingers, whereas like – and it, you feel it really heavy in like your chest because like your heart's racing and your blood pressure's up. But when I'm – super anxious, although I have that like high blood pressure, heart racing kind of feeling, more of my kind of physical manifestation of the way that I'm, you know, feeling and when I'm anxious is all in my head and it just feels like my brain won't shut off. Yeah. I think it's kind of like everyone experiences it so differently, but for me, like high anxiety is, yeah, agreed. Definitely the worst parts of it happen in my head, mm-hmm. but I do clench my jaw a lot more when I'm really anxious. Um, so I find that, yeah, that's like quite an annoying physical symptom and mm-hmm. I pick at my nails as well. So yeah, the, I try to cope with it as best as I can. And I think with my anxiety and like knowing that it can get really bad, I, I definitely try to journal exercise. Oh my God. Same do all those things if, if that starts happening. But I think with stress, what's interesting is like, I know that I'm not going to feel stressed forever. Like, yeah, because there's an end date for this, this particular stress, you know, it'll be the next month or two. Whereas with anxiety, when it gets really bad, I, I feel like I'm going to feel like that forever. 
Um, and that's which the is scary really thing about anxiety. Yeah, scary. It's almost like you're going down like a winding slide and there's just like no exit. It may yeah. like level off and not be as steep, but like anxiety, you're still going to constantly have this, this wind down the rest of your life in some ways. I like we honestly, I think both of us are pretty honest about our own mental health challenges. And I think today being able to talk about work and like stress um, is important and it's a side conversation and it's interesting to discuss the parallels between the two, but I definitely at some point would love us to kind of dive in deeper into mental health um, because again, that's something we don't talk about very often. And for me, mental health since I was a kid has been a pretty big part of my life both for me and people around me. And I know that's not the the case for, for many people. So, but I'm, <laughs> this has been like a fairly heavy <laughs> conversation. It's been quite heavy. And it's but not bad. To... It feels very therapeutic for me at least. It does. In a, in a stressful place at work, but. Like to kind of leave on a. Somewhat positive note. Yeah. I guess if you were – I'm trying to think the best question to ask right now because – Okay. Let's ask the question. If you, What's your like – not guilty pleasure because you don't – it doesn't have to be guilty, but it's like when you know that you're going to be working for a long time or you're like, okay, this yeah. is – you know, this is what I have to do. Like what do you do as like a little gift to yourself to make yourself feel better? Anything? That I'm willing to talk about publicly. <laughs> oh no. my gosh. Oh my um, god. Mine was like so not like so not um it was very PC. Like I just let myself order food more than I normally would. Okay, so you and I have very <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where your head was with that. But uh, yeah, I'll tell you just... off camera. Okay, no, I cool. think for me, yeah, I definitely give myself more leeway to order in just anything that I can take off of my plate. Um, and I definitely give myself, how do I say this? More moments of pleasure. Oh my God, Nicole, you're being like so (laughs) coy right now. Everyone knows what you're talking about. Good. (laughs) That's fine. I mean, that's a stress relief for sure. It's a hundred percent is. There you go. Anyways, but I love um, that that's how we're ending the conversation. It makes me so happy. Um, I'm going to send this to my mom after and she's going to be like, uh. (laughs) I love that. Well, this was, this was lovely. I'll see you. I'll see you next week. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk to you before that, but with everyone else. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye, Coley. Love you. Bye. Love you.